A Tiny Revolution features adults having adult conversations, which means adult language is probably going to be present. Just so you know. From the Bedlam Podcast Network, this is A Tiny Revolution, celebrating our everyday victories while telling the stories and having the conversations that actually matter. My name is Kevin Garcia, and welcome to episode 19, which I am simply calling Enough which um, you'll see why we're playing into that. If you're around like my actual uh, friendship circles, like IRL, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, and if not, you will soon. Um, so there's no guests today, just me sharing some of my thoughts. But this coming week, I have got a ton of interviews lined up with some very interesting people. Everyone from Emmy Kegler, who is the uh, curator of a website called Queer Grace. Um, uh, Dr. Ken Fong who um, is the pastor of a now-affirming Baptist church in the L.A. area. Um, I mean, the list just goes on. Like, 2017 is really ramping up to be a really, really excellent time for a tiny revolution because I'm meeting all these amazing revolutionaries. Um, uh, I just got back from GCN, which is the Gay Christian Network Conference, the largest gathering of queer Christians and allies in the world, actually, and it was, bar none, uh, such a very fantastic experience. I do have, like, my own little critiques here and there. Um, stuff around, like, creating more inclusive spaces for trans identities, for uh, racial minorities. But overall, um, I thought it was a very good year. I thought it was exciting for me to get to use my abilities as a teacher and a worship leader. And uh, I'm looking forward to partnering with GCN on some cool projects moving forward. And with some just really exciting stuff that we're all kind of hoping to develop out of um, out of this experience, out of really learning each other's stories, which is again is what I'm about, right? Uh, so I'm excited about that. If you didn't know already, GCN next year is going to be in Denver, Colorado, at the end of January. Those details are not really posted uh, in in great length on the internet quite yet. But if you keep your eye on the internet and on my profile and all the stuff that I post, I'm sure it'll come up for you too. Um, it, I, I'm currently planning a speaking engagement up at Christopher Newport University, hopefully sometime in the spring semester. Um, it's just kind of hard working with universities, especially when you're working with students who have schedules and whatnot. So I'll keep you posted for that. I'm also uh, definitely going to be at the Wild Goose Festival this summer. So if you haven't already, go ahead and purchase your tickets for the Wild Goose Festival. Get your camping arrangements done. And I will see you out there uh, at the Rowdy Bible Camp, which is which is my campsite made up of a bunch of fools from across the U.S. who just, you know, we love Jesus, but we, we drink a little. <laughs> um, I think that's the motto of my life, actually. Anyways... I'm going to go ahead and do like the, the, the credits on the front end of this teaching before I jump into the actual teaching. So let's do that real quick. Um, as you know, I'm a part of the Bedlam Podcast Network, a collective of creatives sounding off on things that matter, whether it's movies or um, creative living or how to take a dirty selfie even. We've probably got a podcast that's going to speak to you. Our newest podcast, Not So Dirty Talk, just premiered this past month, and I definitely suggest you go listen to it. We also have a lot of really cool crossover episodes coming up in the coming uh, 2016, hopefully over the next couple months. So keep your eye on that and make sure to subscribe to all of those. 
Additionally, if you haven't already, go over to the iTunes store and leave me uh, a little five-star rating. Right now, so we've had over 10,000 listens to A Tiny Revolution and only 19 episodes thus far, which is pretty crazy in my estimation. It makes me feel super excited. Um, So if you are one of those 10,000 listens and you haven't gone over to at least leave a little rating, uh, why not? What are you doing? It takes literally five seconds. And you can do it from your phone, too. So go to the iTunes store, leave a five-star rating. It really helps us with visibility and getting our ratings out there and getting our visibility increased. And who doesn't want to spread a little bit of love and creativity around the world, right? Additionally, um, I uh, want to ask a favor of you. If this podcast, if the blog, if any sort of my endeavors to talk about Jesus and queer stuff and uh, political stuff and all the other stuff I talk about, if it has done something good for you, if it has improved your life at all, if it has impacted you, given you language for something, I would really, really appreciate it if you do a couple things for me. One, I want you to share the podcast and share the blog with people who also need it. Because while it's good that we have, you know, our little community that we're growing together, I know that there's somebody else out there who needs to hear the same things that you do. I know anytime I hear a podcast or find a blog or an article that speaks to me, I instantly just share it on the internet. It's just a real quick, easy click of a button, and it reaches so many people. Granted, that has gotten me into some spats on the internet, but... In my opinion, like that's also the thing that shakes people up a little bit, is seeing an opposing or different or progressive viewpoint, or they get to listen to a story from somebody who's different than them. So if you're on the internet and you're listening to this, which obviously you are in some capacity, do me a favor and share this. Share this podcast. Let's really start growing our reach because I would really love to make this more of a full-time gig and less of a... I'm doing this on a Sunday when I have a couple of hours to, you know, that I'm setting aside to do this, but I want to make this more of my life. Additionally, if this podcast has done anything good for you or the uh, the blog is doing something good for you, I want you to consider becoming a patron on Patreon. Patreon is a way for you to contribute financially to the process of making blogs, ebooks, uh, this podcast, and all the other creative endeavors that I am I'm doing. It, it's fun. It's definitely part of my ministry. And I know that this is what I'm going to continue to do regardless of the financial support I gain. But I will tell you, um, this does cost money for me. Um, I'm paying for MailChimp to get this podcast distributed to people. Um, My friend Corey is helping invest some of his own cash in the Bedlam Podcast Network. And it helps to have some of that come back around to the creators and creatives doing that. Right now, um, I am sitting at just under $300 in support a month, which is fantastic. That's certainly helping me pay my bills and so that I don't have to take on a second job. But I would really like to go further with my creative endeavors. And if I have more time to invest in it, um, I'll definitely be able to do that. This month, I'm going to be launching an entirely new reward system through Patreon, which is going to be as low as a dollar to help get your name in the book that I'm writing right now, as well as all the way up to including some of your own thoughts, maybe. Um, so I want you to I want you to really consider... If this has helped you out, and if I'm, and I know I'm not the only creative in your life that you probably listen to, but in uh in 2016, oh God, what year are we in? In 2017, I would really love for you to consider paying the people that you uh, that you enjoy, the creatives that you're working with, the services that you get for free, even if it's just a dollar a month, even if it's five dollars per month. Um, 
Because honestly, if you have time to listen to a podcast, you're probably the kind of person who also spends like $8 on a coffee at Starbucks, if we're being real. So I feel like we've all got a little bit to contribute. And this work, um, it does take time. Um, It is a labor of love, but it would also be really, really great to get some support from the people who are enjoying it. So that's my challenge to you. Share this work, share the podcast, leave a rating in iTunes, and consider becoming a partner with me through Patreon. Okay, now we're going to jump into just some thoughts that I've been having going into 2017. I know I've already like written a recap blog, and I've already talked about this a few times, but um, here we are again. Just kind of, I'm kind of setting myself up. For me, January is like this like weird in between time between a season of what I was doing into like January is just like my month of let's just figure this out. Let's figure out what we're doing, what our goals are for the year, and what we want to do creatively. Uh, That's what I want to share with you. Um, I am one of those people. And I'm sure you have your friends who've like already posted all over social media, like, my word for 2017 is, like, belief. Or my word for 2017 is love. And I don't mean to make that, like, valley girl voice, like, because, like, honestly, I've done the same thing. I have a word for 2017 that is kind of embodying the lessons I feel like God is trying to teach me, embodying um, the values that I want to kind of instill within myself and just be constantly thinking of, um... So, um, before I tell you the word for 2017, let me tell you my words for the past two years when I actually started this practice. In 2015, I was getting ready to leave my home in Virginia, which uh, was my place for about 13 years, five of which were at my college, um, four of which I had been a part of my church and then really discovered what faith was for me. Um, I was in this place of realizing, like, my sexual orientation wasn't going away, but I still really didn't know what to do with it completely. And one night, as I'm going to my youth group that I served at, uh, we had a worship every single Wednesday, and it was incredible. And it was the first time that I heard the bridge from the song, You Make Me Brave. Um, And as I was singing that, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, gosh. Um, Because, like, I knew what it meant Um, Not just in the sense of, like, you make me brave, I'm going to go tell the world about Jesus. But specifically, when thinking about my context, the things that God was doing in me, um, this feeling of my sexuality being okay and, like, learning. I was starting to think differently, um, but I was afraid of what thinking differently would mean. I was afraid of what voicing my opinion would mean for the relationships that I already had. Um, I had already been told by my pastor that I wasn't allowed to post um, anything that was remotely affirming. And it was almost like in that song when I heard this, the lyrics, you make me brave. It was like, you know what? Why, why am I catering to, you know, to men? Why am I catering to the thoughts and feelings of people who are not God? You know, why am I responsible for keeping them happy? Um... And it was just this thing, I'm just like, you know, what if I did the brave thing? What if I jumped ship? What if I just started over? And so I did. I left Virginia. um, I went to Georgia. And the word was still brave. It just kept cropping up. So fast forward to like six months while in Georgia. And I finally came out. And it was because God was my bravery. He was the courage I needed. Um, And there were always these little itty-bitty reminders throughout my year of just like, 
be brave, Kevin. You've got this. You know, you don't have to be unafraid, but you do have to show up, you know? Um, so as I came out and stepped into the fullness of who I am and began doing this kind of work, bravery was the key in all of it. And not just realizing that I was brave enough to say the words that I'm gay, but there was there was weight. Like, I was realizing that what I had to say had weight to it. Um, I realized that my story was affecting people. I realized that I was a good communicator. And still, even, even within that, um, there were sobering moments when I realized that regardless of my bravery, regardless of my truth, there's still going to be, pe- there were still going to be people who disregarded the things that I was saying. And so as I moved into 2016, I was asking God why people couldn't see my worth. And I felt like the thing that God said back to me was like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that other people cannot see my worth or refuse to recognize my humanity. God has already called me worthy. And so moving into 16, that was the word, worthy. And I still think it's amazing that God calls me worthy, calls all of us worthy. You know, I am worthy of being called a son of God simply because I exist, simply because I desire love. It's going to be given to me. That's just how it works. On top of that, it, it, it kind of just like repositioned how I related to a few things. For example, like, like I am worthy to serve at my church, even though it's a, a space where I'm not exactly allowed. No, not exactly. I'm not allowed to serve in certain capacities because I'm gay. And so even though my church can't see that, see that like the, my giftings are, are good, they only see like, you know, three little letters, G-A-Y, and they just run for the hills, or at least try to put me running for the hills. Um, it kind of became this kind of holy indignation for me that I had to suffer through. I think it's just so interesting how many churches will say, oh yeah, come, take communion with us. and uh, But then like, you know, you can't ever serve. You know, you're not worthy of that. I don't understand why I'm worthy of the body and the blood of Christ, but I'm not worthy to serve my local church. That makes no sense to me. If you're going to allow someone to have one of the holiest sacraments in our faith tradition, allow them to participate with you, call them brother, sister, sibling, whatever it is, say that you're welcome here, and then say right after that, oh, but we have some caveats for people like you. Tell me how that makes sense and get back to me because it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, anyways, that was my little mini rant for the moment. So yeah, my church doesn't understand that it's not treating me as the worthy son of God that I am. And it's stifling. But that word, that that idea that I'm worthy was my grounding. It allowed me to take up my space. It allowed me to make my voice heard. Um, because God already, already like says that about me. And this word worthy also played itself self out in my romantic life too. So I would begin like going out with guys who weren't able to love me the way that I needed them to because they couldn't or didn't love themselves. I had to continually remember that I was worthy of great love, of someone really, you know, giving their all to me as I was giving my all to them. Basically, I kept remembering because I'm worthy, I don't need to settle. I don't need someone to validate my existence or tell me um tell me that I'm lovely or that I'm worthy cuz I already know that. And that's something that I want to continue to press into my person. Um, I will say I didn't, I don't do it com- completely well. I don't always feel worthy. I feel plenty lonely. I mean, just ask my roommates for the past week. Like I've, 
I've had my, my bouts of loneliness and sadness because I don't feel like anyone knows me sometimes. But that's another blog or another podcast for another time. But that was the word. That was the word. Worthy. So coming into this this year, after working through 2016, which was like the flaming, what is people, people calling it? Uh, a flaming garbage can? Or no, a flaming trash fire? Something like that. It, something was on fire. Something was horrible. We're all saying, oh, oh my gosh, WTF just happened. But coming into this year, I wasn't really sure what God was bringing me into. I, I knew that it had to do more of what God was doing with my creative work. But, you know, it's, it's one of those, you know, God being mysterious, trying to discern what God is speaking is always such a, a tricky thing and also sounds like a little bit um, presumptuous in some ways to me. Um, but, you know, as a charismatic and someone who definitely believes in those giftings, like it didn't, it didn't seem out of the realm of possibility that God wouldn't speak again this year, right? So since September, um, since I lost my job, I, I've been living month to month and paying my bills and waiting on tables and paying my, you know, I've been able to pay my bills and that's been good. Um, I've been through just strange circumstances. I've been able to get to places like GCN and different places where I've been asked to lead worship and it's been okay. You know, I've come out like breaking even pretty much every month. You know, I've had enough. And that word, the word enough, I feel like it's been more than just a concept. It's been playing out into all aspects of my life, whether it is paying the bills, whether it is feeling worthy of stuff, you know, to play back into those other past themes. Um, enough. I, I have. I don't have too much, and I, I'm not destitute either. I'm right in the middle. I have enough for this day, this moment. And the idea of praying for my daily bread has become instrumental in keeping my sanity, especially because I tend to be someone who's always thinking 20 steps ahead. Some weeks when I pay my bills, I literally have to think, okay, I have enough to pay this bill today, and I have a couple bills next week, and we'll figure it out then. It's this beautiful act of surrender. Um to be able to just like release my control, my release my need for knowing how something's going to happen. I mean, Jenny Lee said this in my last podcast, when you ask God for something, God figures out the how and you just find out afterwards, which is totally true. Am I right? Sometimes you just have to tell God, God, I need this. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I trust you. And God does it. It's crazy how when we ask for something, the universe kind of just responds in kind. Anyways, that was another side tangent. But that's where I'm at. I'm at this place of just living moment to moment, day by day, and watching God doing crazy stuff. But I, I didn't really recognize that the word enough was playing into the fullness of what this year is going to be about um, until I was praying with somebody else. I was praying with my friend Brian Tirada about this concept of enough because we're both working on, we're, uh, working on collaborating on a project together, which once that has a little bit more legs and a little bit more detail, I will love to share it with you. And it's going to be so exciting. Um, but we, I was praying over him and his year and Proverbs chapter 30, uh, verse eight came up. And this is something I, I learned from the Rob Bell podcast, but it has just been sticking with me so closely. And the verse is this, keep falsehood far from me 
and give me neither poverty nor riches, only my daily bread. Only my daily bread. Enough. Enough for today. Enough for the moment. And being able to rest in that. Don't give me riches, God, where I'm going to just completely become self-absorbed and self-reliant. And don't give me poverty to where like I'm going to act out of my desperation and do something foolish. But give me enough. Give me enough to be content. Give me enough to just sit in this moment. Give me enough to be able to look to you and say, yeah, you are providing for me because I can see it consistently in every single moment. That was my word for the season. So as I'm praying for him, I literally just screamed. I was like, ah, that's it. That's it. Enough. I think it goes beyond that because as I have been meditating on it, I don't think it's just about material needs, but realizing that I am enough. What I bring to the table is enough. The work that I do is enough. That God has always been enough and that I will always have enough. The one thing that God reminded me at GCN was about this idea that I, I am enough and that my, my story is powerful, effective. My, like I, I sometimes think like what I'm doing here with the podcast and with the blog doesn't mean anything. It's like I feel like this is just like a drop in the bucket. You know, of all the horrible, horrible things that are happening in this world, my work, I have a little tiny slice of the internet, but no one else knows my name. And not that I need people to know my name, but it does help to like get a little pat on the back, right? We all have egos. I definitely have an ego. God reminded me over the course at GCN that the work I do actually matters and that it is impacting people. So let me tell you a story from GCN to illustrate this. I was standing outside the main auditorium where the opening worship set was going to happen. I'm dressed up in, you know, my fancy worship leader attire because I'm trying to look cool. I am standing there and I lock eyes with this woman who's like heading towards the elevator. She is in her 60s. She has short, cropped gray hair, these fun, colorful glasses. And she is just beaming. And she recognizes me and comes over and introduces herself and says that she listens to the podcast and reads the blog and I was like ah that's so awesome thank you for listening um and then she shares something with me that like really like hits me in the gut in the best way and she says this past year I was able to come out now mind you this woman is in her 60s and she's just coming out that's incredible that even after such a long time this woman feels like she can live her best life now which all goes to show you that it's never too late to build the life that you've always wanted come on people I mean, if someone's in the audience right now, shout amen. Woo! You're never too old. You're never too far gone to start building the life that you have always wanted. And that was just so incredible to me. Um, but what she said next was the, was even bigger. She said, well, because of your podcast and because of the stuff that you're talking about, like I feel like this is the year that I'm going to be able to come out to the world. And I was floored by that. Because, like, I'm 27 years old. Like, what the hell do I know? You know, this little podcast, this little drop in the bucket, it still has ripples, right? This little this little drop in the bucket, you know, caused somebody else to, like, be able to ride a wave towards something better. I think a lot of times, like, we think that what we do is not enough or that we're not contributing enough, but it just kind of reaffirmed this truth in me that who I am, what I'm doing, what I'm worth, it's all enough because I don't know who I'm affecting. I often don't get to see the fruit of my labor, but when I do, damn, it's good. 
It is good fruit. It is good things. It's good stories. And I'm not telling you that story to be braggy. I tell you that story to tell you that you're capable of the same thing. That you're capable of the same beautiful feats because of what God has called you to. You are good enough for it. If you might, if you think it's too big for you, you think it's too much for you, no, it's enough. You think that God is not going to provide for you? God always provides for what we need. For the thing that we are called to, we are so equipped. That is just logical to me. And so I, I kept thinking about how I got jealous, how I tend to get jealous of other people's platforms, of other people's success, and that's just foolish. You know, like, how foolish am I that I even desire these bigger things when moments like this, we just pass them by. But those are the moments that are so perfectly beautiful that really remind us why we do what we do. They remind us, it reminded me that the work I do is enough because it is reaching people that it needs to get to. And that, that's enough. My platform is enough. Enough. That's the word for the season of just material-wise coming towards me, the things that I need to pay bills, I will have enough. My work, the things that I do, the story I have is enough. Um, And then as I continued to think about this, as I continued to meditate on what God was doing, I don't think that the word enough stops just with things that are pouring into me and what God is giving to me. I think that this is also an outward declaration of the things that I am sick and tired of, like as in, I have had enough. And so, let you know, I've had enough with wasting my time and energy on things that aren't doing anything to fill me up. Enough with doubting my abilities. Enough with trying to convert every single person to my brand of belief and faith and Christianity. Stop. Like, enough with my own laziness. Enough with self-sabotage and believing that I can't do stuff. Enough with people trying to come on to me or come for me on my Facebook page telling me that I should be nicer to those who oppress and marginalize my people. Enough with trying to, like, seriously, enough with me trying to be the nice guy all the damn time. Enough with me trying to defend myself against every single person who thinks that they have a right to speak into my life and my situation. Enough with trying to do stuff on my own because I'm so notoriously guilty of that. Enough with believing that success has to look a certain way, or even that my body has to look a certain way. I want this year to be the year that, like, even if I don't get my summer bod that I promised I would have back in 2008, I'm still going to love it. Enough with the bullshit, you know? I'm so ready for the more of God, so I need to say enough to certain things. Enough to my own cynicism. Enough to my own pain that I'm, like, literally just wallowing in. And saying yes to what God is doing. I've had enough of certain bad habits that I keep, um, certain attitudes that I hold on to. I'm ready to step into things that are going to give me life. And so because of that, I need to say no to certain things that are causing me unnecessarily, unnecessary strife and struggle. Enough with trying to convince every single person online that I'm right or trying to defend myself because I am worthy. I am enough. I am brave. I don't need every single person to affirm my existence. Neither do you, for that matter. If you feel like you have to defend yourself against every single fool online, practice some good self-care and just use the block button. Use that mute button. Use that unfollow button. 
you know, you unfriend people. It is so simple. It is so simple, you guys. And I'm trying really hard to practice that in 2017. The people who are going to find my work will find it. And the people who are bothered by my work, good. Good. May the Spirit of God disturb more people with my work and cause the most holy discomfort to those who need it. Because it is not my responsibility to manage every single person's reaction to who I am and what God is doing in my life. It is my job to show up, say yes, speak the truth, and create whatever it is I'm supposed to create. Be it this podcast, a blog, this stupid manuscript that is slowly coming out of my brain for my book. Enough. So I don't know what your word is going to be for this year. I don't know if anything of what I've said has resonated with you. Um, and if not, just take the, take the following truth and run with it. Let this be kind of like your blessing for the day. Whoever you are, wherever you are, and whatever you are doing, it's enough. God is already infinitely pleased with you, and there's nothing to do or say or not do or not say. There's only to be to be in the presence of God, to linger with God, to abide in God. The only thing to do is just be in this moment to own your enoughness. If that's a word, we can, you can make it a word today. So if you're worried about tomorrow, you know, it's written that when we trust, when we ask, we will have enough. And I know that all of our circumstances are different. So maybe your situation feels like you don't have enough and maybe you don't. Maybe you are behind on certain bills. Maybe you are behind on certain resources. And that's okay. Because it's not going to last forever. And I would encourage you that if you have people in your life, ask for help. I have asked people to help pay my bills sometimes. And let me tell you what. People are faith. Like, when you find really good people who are down to help you in those situations, people can be so faithful. People can blow your mind with how good they are when you just ask. And, and I think that's... That's If we would create safer spaces for people to do that, to come in humility and say, I need help, we could do so much more good work. So, like, for example, if you're in a position where you do have more than enough, what can you do to be a blessing to somebody else, financially or emotionally or spiritually? In what ways are you able to give to make things better for a person around you that might be struggling to believe that God is providing? Because guess what? Because, y'all, it's up to you and me, right? We are the body of Christ. We are God manifest on this earth. When God says, like, everything you need will be provided for you, I believe he's talking about because the people of God are providing for the family. Yes, supernatural things happen. I've heard of checks in the mail. I've heard of money just showing up out of nowhere. And yeah, miracles are good and beautiful and they do happen. But a lot of times we, we are waiting on this giant miracle when we are supposed to be the miracle for somebody else. You feel me? We are supposed to be the people providing for the people in our midst. It said the early church sold everything they had and nobody in their midst was in need. I mean, if that's not the example, I don't know what is. So all that to say, if you are somebody who has a little bit more right now, Think about ways that you can start giving back to the people around you, whether it is through giving to a charity, volunteering your time, or just being someone who's a little bit more open to listening to someone's personal struggle. So worth it. So worth it to be the blessing. Um, so that's it. That's enough. 
you are enough, we are enough, and that's my word. So, um, if you need to, let this be your meditation right now. Let this be your mantra, your prayer. I know that for me, this is what I've been soaking in recently. So, unless you're driving, wherever you are, take a second. Stop working. Stop uh, walking. Stop cleaning your house if that's what you're doing. Just take a second, close your eyes, and let's do this together. Take a deep breath. Breathe it out. Take one more in. One more out. Say this with me. I am enough. I am enough, and I will have enough. I am enough, and I will have enough. What I give to this world is enough. What I do is enough. God has always been enough. God always will be enough. And in that truth, I will trust. Amen. So let that sink over you. Let that really just resonate in the deepest core of who you are, that you are enough. And if you need to borrow this word for your year, please feel free. And uh, if you're wondering how I came up with this word, just literally look around. What is God already teaching you? And is there a singular word that sums it up? That's the basics of it. There's no mystic mumbo jumbo with that one. All right. That was another episode of A Tiny Revolution. Um, I hope that, uh, I hope you loved it. And I hope that you know that you're loved because I definitely love you a lot, wherever you are, whatever you're walking through. I love you. And I will talk to you guys next week. Next week on the podcast, I'm going to be featuring an uh, interview slash conversation with my friend Brett Trapp, who is the creator and writer of the web series Blue Babies Pink. It is a 44-part coming-out story of a man who lived in the South, and he is just a joy. So I can't wait to share that conversation with you. And if you haven't already, go over to bluebabiespink.com. Read everything. It is captivating. It's been called the Netflix of blogs. And if you haven't already, go connect with me over at uh, thekevingarcia.com where you're going to find out all the fun stuff I'm doing, all the stuff. And if you are looking to book out a speaker for your 2017 calendar, I'm available. You can go to thekevingarcia.com slash speaking. Um, I think that's all the stuff. I think that's all the things I'm trying to remember what to say. I never, ever get it all right. I should probably write this down, but, you know, I'm lazy. (laughs) Enough with laziness. Okay, I'll write it down, you guys. (laughs) All right, that's it. I'm going to go now. I love you. I'll talk to you next week, and I hope that you just have such a stellar, stellar Monday, stellar week, whenever you're listening to this. I hope it's stellar. I love you. Talk to you soon. Mwah. You know, we love Jesus, but we we drink a little.